Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. I'm your announcer, Max. Hey, today we got a fun one for you folks. I think Nick is still crying. Oh, yeah. We have the Iron Giant from 1999, and here it stars Jennifer Aniston and Harry Connick Jr., directed by Brad Bird. Okay? So we're going to turn it over, and if you've never heard this podcast before, you know, we have a machine where we turn people from the year the movie was released, and we all bring them in here, have a good time, send them back, nobody cares, whatever, and here, turn over to Kaz and Nick, and you have yourself a good day. Hello, I'm Kaz. Hey, I'm Nick. Are, are you, you done sniffling? Yeah, jeez, man, every time this movie gets me. Aww. Right at the red part. Good pick for a cult classic. I just, Man. I just kind of woke up this morning and I'm like, hey, we need a movie because we're saving some other movies for sp- certain guests. Right, yeah. Like, oh, wait, what about Iron Giant? I mean, everyone knows that that's a classic, but it flopped like hell at the box, bleh, box office. Massively. I did see it in theater, so yeah. I am cool. Massive flop. A uh, high estimate is $8 million, $80 million, made 31.3 internationally. Um, Max left out a few people, but this is uh, Vin Diesel, Christopher McDonald, John Mahoney, and Emmett Walsh. M. Emmett Walsh, excuse me. But it's um, uh, one of Vin Diesel's weirdest roles because all he does is grunt a little bit. He talks. I know, but doesn't that sound kind of familiar? Um, yeah. No? Groot. Oh, he was the he was Groot. He, he was Groot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> well, he said more than Groot said. <laughs> Superman. Yeah, yeah. He said Superman this time. Oh man. And incidentally, we keep hearing Brad Bird pop up because of Simpsons. You're listening to that podcast. Yeah. And then Nostalgia Critic had a review thing. Yeah. So it's like... That was funny. So yeah, Brad Bird worked on the Simpsons, some Simpsons episodes, I guess. Yeah, it honestly is there. I mean, it's um, a lot of places, including Wall Street Journal, uh, Entertainment Weekly, Hollywood Reporter, rate this as one of the highest animated films of all time. Yeah. It is so funny fucking good honestly like we're not even really going to do any improv and we haven't done much of it in the last few weeks but you would cheapen it uh it just go see this like find it see it it's on netflix right now and just watch this because it is so well done that i mean what what was the rotten tomatoes i don't know but i've seen it like a bunch of times i, I yeah. don't even know how many but yeah. it's been very many many years since i've seen it because yeah. I, I don't know maybe i maybe i would be maybe I, I worried it would be different seeing something that i really enjoyed mm. in the past like yeah i mean i couldn't summon up the same excitement all the time like when you know seeing oh, it long ago you? but because yeah. i've but maybe that's just because i've seen it a lot of times true or i don't know if anything is if I've changed or whatever, but it's still good. Oh, God, yeah. God, there's so much to this that I noticed, and I mean, I've seen it on TV, and I remember when you first showed me this, and it was on VHS. Oh, yeah, it came with mine, it came with little action figures. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, and you're like, I'm gonna show you something really cool, (laughs) and I think we were gonna watch some other freaking movie, um... I don't even remember, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I'll go to Blockbuster because it was that time. <laughs> 
and I'll, I'll bring this movie by and we'll watch it. She's like, no, no, this this is better. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, my God, it was good. <laughs> Still yeah, good. Yeah, was in high school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. And if you didn't know, it was ba- very, very loosely based on some children's book by Ted Hughes, who I guess mm. was married to Sylvia Plath. Oh, really? Um, and, but his book was a lot different because, uh, well, it was about a, a, a space dragon. Um, uh, hang on just a second. Make oh. sure you get this out of the way. <laughs> okay. Nudge is stepping all over. Our cat is, like, suddenly wanting to, here, here you to go. To nudge. Yeah, <laughs> wanted to do every, wanted to crawl all over Are them. we, are we so still we're recording? Good. We're good, yeah. Uh, all right, so is it based on a children's book? Oh, yes, by, by Ted Hughes. Um, back in the, let's see, I got a page open. Um, 1968 book. Um, in, it was in England, and it was uh, called The Iron Man, but when they retitled it The Iron Giant in the U.S. to avoid confusion with Iron mm. Man. Yeah. Well, that would have been a weird, messy story. <laughs> what if it was based on the Black Sabbath song? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I remember I, I was, like, waiting the entirety of Iron Man movie to for that goddamn song. Because I'm like, you gotta play Iron Man. You gotta play Iron Man. But, um, uh, yeah, um, there is a giant in the original Iron Man, but then the giant... Ha- I guess everyone's like, oh yeah, they just get used to him, and then they're like, then a giant space dragon, a space bat angel dragon, um, comes, and apparently it wants food, and, um, I guess, what, it feeds on music or something, maybe? I don't know, and the, the giant challenges it to a contest of being lit on fire and enduring heat. Wait, what? I guess the giant is like, set on fire and the creature the, this article says has to survive in the heat of the sun and the giant wins so um then it f- f- sings to the people huh and oh, oh and there was a sequel 1993 the iron woman which was about um how harming the environment is bad you know like lots of other 90s shit mm. but uh <laughs> <laughs> hey kids recycle right it's how she has the power to turn the guys at the plant into like swamp monsters or something and yeah what huh. yeah so um i think this is better and although uh, i guess ted hughes didn't survive to see the finished version of the film he liked the script dig i'd say so because um this with the added the fbi agent the whole cold war paranoia yeah the whole uh are you or are you not a gun thing is way better than yeah giant space dragon right i i agree with you mm. I, I agree with you it's just very real very stripped down a very basic story and it just taps into america and you know, it, it's America. Yeah, okay. based on the coastal town, uh, it's Rockwell, Maine, which actually <laughs> uh, there's a town called Rockport, Maine, which is a coastal town as well. But this is obviously like yeah. a you know reference to Roswell. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just 
this little town of that, and there's... Um, I wonder if it would make a difference uh, if it was set anywhere else. I think it would. I mean, the original yeah. was set in England, but... No, I think it would, because if it was set anywhere like New York City or... Or actual ma- or, Roswell, you know. Yeah, or a major capital or something like that, I think they just would have saw it and went... Like you said, yeah, like, oh, this is just... They're, they're just parroting Roswell, and then it just would have been forgotten. I really think it was there, but it's just an out-of-touch, you know, town that just seems to be happy by itself. And there are several towns in Maine that are like that, that are just, you know... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that are just very much just chill. Like, there's um, a town that I hung out in as a kid for a while. It was Ellsworth, Maine, and it was just... To visit your grandpa? Uh, no, 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 that was, it was way past, uh, that was way past where he lived, uh, but it was just, uh, just a little tiny town, you know, cabins, woods, you know, diners, a few places, and like, you know, there was one of the times I think, I'm gonna get off track just for a second, but like, how hoaxy everything was, it was kind of like Andy Griffith. You mean hoaxy or folksy? What's hoaxy again? I thought yeah. that was more like lame and cheesy or well still i don't think it was a bad kind of it okay you want to say folksy we'll say folksy but i'm just it still was just a a damn like a really cool little movie uh, a really cool little town and this town in general i mean just really didn't give a shit like we were i remember one time and you know this memory's a little bit fuzzy but like we were we were um, we were at this little party area, and there was this bar that was below the police station. And, you know, there's no place that would do that. And then there was two people started to fight, and, you know, somebody said, Hey, Sheriff, you got to get your gun? And the Sheriff went, Oh, no, I ain't going to get that. Who? Why not? Well, my gun's upstairs. I got to go all the way upstairs to get my gun. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Just be the Sheriff heart. without a gun. Yeah, just like, oh, all right, you know, that's, that's nice, and whatever, you know, it's just, just a beautiful, uh, just so gorgeous in general, I mean, there are several towns in the state of Maine like that, like York, I could go on all night about it. Yeah. York, Wells, all the others that are similar like that, too. Kittery. I, I felt kind of weird, though, watching 2D animation, hand-drawn animation. Mm. Well, there was computer yeah. animation for the intricacies of the of the robot but um they blended it in very well unlike a lot of stuff at that time i don't know if it's because they had a movie budget versus like tv shows that had awkwardly shoehorned cgi sometimes in it yeah true true but it blended in well mostly yeah i agree i agree and i mean it's just and this time period was right after when sputnik was launched and so many things that are really, really cool about it. I mean, we would jump in, go through it, or sure. All right, so you have nine-year-old Hogarth Hughes, which always was weird. Like, why Hogarth? Is that an English thing, or yeah. was it weird in England? I can't say anything because my name's weird too. But yeah, whatever. yeah, true. Yeah, but it's still maybe. Yeah, maybe it was taken from the English story. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it was. He didn't was, have a last yeah. name in the in the in the original. I don't think. Oh, okay. You know, here so Hogarth. I they gave him the name Hughes after the author. Probably, yeah. 
the um, he finds um, finds a giant robot attempting to eat transmission lines at the electrical substation. The first things first, the the it lands, freaking out. Um, yeah. A ship, a captain of a little boat, and the captain, you know, he he goes and he tries telling people, and he called the government and everything, but everyone thinks he's just crazy and drunk. Yeah. Most people who. You know, they try to say stuff about the giant are dismissed as, oh, you're full of crap. Yeah, and it says right there in the, one of the diners, like, yeah, I take it Whiskey that you... Whiskey beer. Yeah. <laughs> and they were also introduced to Dean in that scene as well. And, and Hogarth wants a friend. He, he, yeah. He's always bringing home, like, a squirrels and... No, it was a raccoon, and then this time a squirrel, and the squirrel escapes and runs up his pa- uh, Dean's <laughs> pant leg, and Hogarth is like, "Excuse me." Hey, yeah, but Hogarth, uh, Dean also. There's a lot of things that I noticed this time around with Dean, especially that I didn't notice before. Kind of reminds me of Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, but one of the things I noticed about him was that, you know, like, um, he is always the one that brings calm to everything. Mm. Really, you're like, even, you know, flashing forward, like, where he's, um, there in the junkyard in the first scene where you you see his space in his house and he's wearing the bathrobe with the yin-yang on it. Yeah. You know, you're the symbol of just everything coming together. Mm. You know, here, and he's the one that, well, I'm not going to get too further, further into that thought, but... You know, he just brings everything together, and I was very, very zen in general. And even where, you know, like at the beginning where uh, the drunken sailor, the sailor's trying to explain to the town folk, like, hey, us, you know, and I just, I wanted to hear like more like an Ephus and Lem type, you know, Mainer voice, like, well, yeah, I saw those big old I giant, had big old eyes. I think you have to explain who Ephus and Lem is. It? All right, so um, it's a sketch on a radio show called Men from Maine, and there's these two characters, Ephus and Lem, and basically what they do, it's like a 30-second or to a minute bit basically, they're people doing, funny, right? yeah, people doing silly stuff for Maine, like the... Uh, you know, or like one of my favorites is, you know, he, um, they go take a helicopter tour of Maine and, you know, the pilot, you know, and it's always like they give a brief description and it's like, we join them now when we hear. And, you know, the pilot says, well, look at that overhead. He all right. We see a giant crater that could have been here for about three million years. And then Ephus turns to them. He goes, my God, do you believe that? Yeah, we're mighty lucky. How's that? Will it just miss the highway? Oh, my God. You know, it's like, it's stupid little dad jokes like that, but I laugh every time. <laughs> I don't know if they do that that much anymore. My dad is the one who introduced me to it, so it's <laughs> still funny. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, his mom, he's got a single mom who's working real Played hard. Played by Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, she's yeah. tired, working at the diner all the time. Maybe that's why he's lonely, aside from some yeah. backstory about being skipped up a grade and Also, too, on. one of the things I didn't notice, it uh, isn't really mentioned, but he had, um, his father died in World War Two. There was a picture next to his yeah. bed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I never noticed. Alright. I don't think, I think he had, I think he might have had both parents in the original book. Oh. But, um, uh. Yeah, there's a picture of his dad. Is it was he a pilot or something? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I want to know. I'm yeah. wondering. His dad must have gotten shot. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. 
So that's probably why. But then again, he owns a BB gun too. So everybody owned a BB gun then. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was I'd just kind of like a thing, you know. Okay. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe his attitude about guns is. Yeah. I mean, it. I think it'd be more personal to him if. if yeah. But then again, we we don't know how his dad died. Yeah, a tiny town, middle of Maine, living right near the woods. You know, I would see, like, you know, the the gun was more of a defense mechanism. Well, that's what the... More than, well, yeah. It, well, we'll get into that later. Yeah. True, uh, true. Oh, so he's home alone, being yeah. all like, you know, because mom doesn't want him staying up too late, <laughs> eating Twinkies, so he stays up too late watching bad, the, about a telepathic... <laughs> really bad horror movie. Yeah, about a telepathic porpoise monster or something. <laughs> Uh, an evil monster brain and he hears a weird noise and he goes out to investigate and that he has his bb gun and a i don't know if that's like his dad's helmet or a similar helmet but he ties the flashlight to it and but you gotta love the animation of where he's he's putting the whipped cream inside the twinkie yeah, and the whipped cream that. is exploding out of it I, and it's just like He's just like, whoa, look at this movie. Yeah. Until it gets to the, like, a romance part. Then he's like, ah. Yeah. Oh, darn, I left my keys in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Great. But, yeah, the reception gets all fucked up. And then he hears a sound and he, yeah. the antenna has been eaten. Yeah. Uh, and then, so he follows the trail of destruction to the woods. And that's when we get to the whole... He sees the the giant in the power plant. He mm. and he did overhear the the sailor's story. So he he's and the whole maybe it's invaders from Mars. Yeah. So yeah, I I love it. And you know, there's he goes. He sees the. He doesn't see the giant yet, does he? At this point, or he gets close. Well, there is a giant-shaped hole in yeah. the landscape, I guess. Yeah, there were, oh, yeah, basically, he turns the woods into a giant tunnel <laughs> at that point. Um, and then, you know, it's where they come close to, they, they get close to each other. He starts to notice, oh, this is the scene where he... The giants um, try to eat the power lines or yeah. something, or the electricity from the plant. Yeah. But then he just gets electrocuted instead, and Hogarth's afraid and wants to run, but then he sees, you know, humanity or something, and yeah. the giant feels bad. So he... he I, I don't know if a power plant really would have such a convenient on-off switch, but... Damn, it must have been a big-ass switch, because he's really struggling with his feet against the wall and everything, trying to pull that thing. Mm. But he does. Well, you just show, too, he's a little tiny kid, and, like, it just... He pulls the he pulls the switch, and he's got to pull with all his might, and he realizes there's something wrong. Like you said, you know, it's his humanity, too. I'm well, just that, looking up some of the soundtrack. Yeah, the expression and the yeah. the sound of pain. Um, that's why he ends up pulling the switch rather than just running off. Right. But uh, then then he then he's all like, "Well, I suppose the equivalent of poke it with a stick would be throw a rock down its mouth yeah. <laughs> when it comes to a giant robot." <laughs> but the robot wakes up and um, I don't know, kind of follows good. him a little, but yes. then doesn't. Then his mom. Yeah. Yeah, his mom up. finds him, and it's just there. The, that scene in general where he's trying to explain it, it just brought me back to, like... I've t I think I've told this on the show before. I, like, when I was a child, I was a horrible liar. 
And, you know, at the point where, like, one of the stories I told, I, I think I've told this before, like, I cannot eat Count Chocula cereal. What? Or any this. real sweet cereals anymore. Because when I was six years old, I was in the supermarket with my grandmother, and I convinced her that my mom buys, like, little baggy versions of Count Chocula cereal. Now, my mom was a nurse. Mm. And, you know, very much like you got sweets maybe once in a great while Ugh. and fast food once in a great while is she as and, bad as the mom from clarissa explains it all oh yeah and, and carob chips oh and carob's uh, actually cool so yeah i mean it was just like hey here's some chocolate okay yeah some chocolate but it wasn't like you were gonna go out all wild and i told her like you know my grandmother like no no she gets it in these little forms it's okay and, you know, the next day, you know, I didn't think far ahead that when my mom picked me up from my grandmother's house because I stayed overnight, is that, you know, they would talk. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we got him the cereal. I was like, you lied to grandma. What is wrong with you? And she made me sit there and eat the entire box of cereal. Oh, my God. That's kind of abusive. <laughs> Until I was done, and I'm like, or, oh. or I would throw up. Oh, that's terrible. So I ate the whole thing, and I just, I didn't throw up because I didn't want to make myself throw up. But I just, I remember the worst feeling in the world later, and then, you know, like, going on later and, like, trying to explain something later in life that was completely fucking, like, out of the ordinary, but you're honestly telling the freaking truth. Yeah. It's like one of the things I'm like, oh mom, you know, you should have seen this, you know, there's this giant and he you know, he, he tried to eat the power station and I flipped the switch, but he's about sixty feet tall, mom, you can't believe this. And you know, it was like, Oh come on and I'm like I felt for Hogarth right there. Oh. You know, I felt for Hogarth and I could just see that, you know, I'm like, Okay, I told all these lies, but right now I'm telling you the freaking truth. Yeah, that's the whole that's the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, and I, I, I can understand that. Oh But but, but now yeah, now yeah. Hogarth is like the crazy one that nobody yeah. believes. Yeah. Like at school when he tries to tell the kids are all speculating about you know how they should destroy this unknown thing because you know they're watching a, a film strip about duck and cover <laughs> while they're watching <laughs> duck and cover hands over your head under your desk duck and cover oh, God. and the bomb goes off and then the kid is perfectly fine the desk is totally intact and like <laughs> i had a tiny little spindle of land sticking out of the middle of the crater <laughs> we had a um man why did that bomb target her what'd she do yeah we had a talk about this with uh my dad on the the mash goodbye farewell and amen episode yeah i thought it sounded I, familiar i would really like go I encourage everybody honestly go back because it's one of our highest downloaded episodes ever um, but, you know, go back and listen to that, but you could hear my dad thinking, like, I remember you asked him, like, did you think that would save you? He's like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm surrounded by wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder why they were sitting and talking, and that's kind of funny, because that one line, um, in, uh, in that, uh, for that, the, uh, for a Lindley Tees, a Lindley Tensedge, a Hogarth school teacher is Cloris Leachman. 
Ah, I did see Cloris Leachman <laughs> for like that as a, one thing. A portrait next to the. Yeah, for that one thing, and actually, Credit. it's kind of a neat name, Tense Edge. Yeah. Mm. Cool, cool. Uh, to hear the. Um, uh, I gotta say, Cloris Leachman, though that name yeah. sounds toxic, like something you might yeah. find in a cleaning product. Yeah, Cloris Leachman's actually a very good actress, mm. and um, she's done stuff for years that just barely got noticed. Um, and, you know, she actually, kind of like Betty White, has had yeah, a I resurgence I, in her career. I think I get her confused with Betty White. Yeah, it's easy to get confused with it. I think she's she's very, very good, but she plays that very good, characteristic, crazy old lady. In some movies Wait, was uh, and she shows. In, was she in um, Clue? I, I don't know why the name sounds familiar. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. But anyways, back to the movie here. But the, um, you know, they call the government agent and, you know, we're going to see things start to pile up. Um, Even Kent Mansley, though, he's just like, big things happen in big places yeah. as he's investigating yeah. farm equipment that's been So I'm just going to go ahead, fill out my report and go back to no, go back to my desk in Washington. And then he goes up to his car and then gets in Half his gone. eaten. Big chomp out of the side of a car. And he's, now he's trying to tell the guy he just was all like... <laughs> And and but the car just gets taken before he comes back, and then he's like, uh, "It was right here. You gotta believe me." Yeah, and that was played by Christopher. Uh, Ken Mansley is voiced by Christopher McDonald, who plays this character very, very, very well. And uh, he was in the movie Happy Gilmore, where he played the main villain opposite Adam Sandler, and he played a perfect job with that. And it's almost the same type of character. Guy, very important, very good at golf. He can make things happen to his opponent, but he doesn't really have any real big power. He's just paranoid, and he plays a per he plays that perfectly. But I kind of feel like I mean I like most of the character designs and animation, but sometimes I feel like the expressions are a little too exaggerated at points. It's animated uh, though. I know, but it's just there was some like. Of course Hogarth is pissed at you. You're glaring at him sinisterly. Could you be any more obvious that yeah. you're bad? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> 1950s and he has a fedora. So? That's usually it. <laughs> They're usually bad if they have a fedora. What are you talking yeah. about? Did you Hi just make there. that up? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. But then here you have... Um, now no one will believe you if you see a space monster. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Hogarth evades Ken and the giant... The, oh, whoa, we're a little further ahead. Yeah, you gotta get to the part where he leaves out the piece of metal yeah. as if it was a big sun chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a camera to ca capture... He accidentally yeah. takes a selfie, though. That'll be yeah. later. Taking a picture of the monster to try to get him to lure out. Like, Don't oh, come out. Well, here, it kind of reminds me of um, Spongebob. Yeah. The episode Patrick's Morning where he tries to lure out the food in the food can. Oh, God. Come out, food. Come <laughs> out. Like, come on out, monster. Come out. But, uh, then I think the giant sneaks up on him or something. Yeah. And then um, they yeah. sit down and, um, the, you know. Teaches them what rock and tree is. To talk and, a little yeah. bit. And, yeah. and, you know, sees that he's got a bump in his head and maybe that's why he blah, doesn't remember blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
making noises too. Yeah, and it, yeah. Right. Try not to wig out. That's that's the kind of thing that'll make people yeah. shoot at you. Don't do that. Well, they're here, so they do this really cute thing. Like they, um, uh, I really liked it. You know, where he's like trying to get the, you know, like trying to get the dog to stay. Yeah. You're like, like no, no, should... you stay here. I go home. Mom will be really mad. You know, kind of great callback to the pet line. Oh yeah. You know, the beginning. You know, I can't bring the pets home. You know, years and now it's like he's well, he doesn't have a pet. He has a giant metal robot. <laughs> Just had a thought for fantasy casting. Uh, that's the point where um, the the giant is hungry and tries to eat the train tracks. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh shit!" No, I need you to move it down. Move it down. And he's really trying to be very accurate, and he accurately puts everything together right in place. You know, oh, but just in time to get hit by the train. Yeah. yeah you can see he's like, "Oh no." Uh, and and kind of smashes him up a little bit and so hogarth's like okay you can follow me home and then leads him to the shed yeah and i guess all his little bits are have little beeping lights yeah and you know reassembling yeah except his hand is missing yeah it was a good it was a good callback it was like a humpty dumpty thing wait they couldn't put Humpty back together again. Though. Yeah, it just I think that would have been a callback because everybody knows the Humpty Dumpty thing. You're like, oh, he can't. He can, he could put himself together. Hmm, neat. You know, here I just found some metaphors with that. I think they're interesting. So Ken Mansley shows up and he's like, there. Hi, sport. I'm from the government. Oh yeah, he's investigating the train crash, and the one of yeah. the the engineer, the conductor, is like, "You won't believe this, but it was a giant metal man." Yeah. So now it's starting to add up. Like, okay, there's yeah. something going on here. Something yeah. big. Yeah, we can't. And actually, all that that implies. <laughs> Ken actually finds it, and you know he gets the connection because he got the he got the BB gun. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's where he started. Hog hug. hug. Hog hog Hogarth is. What kind of sick person would name him their kid Hogarth? Might as well call him Zeppa Hog Hog Hogarth Hughes because the gun was stepped on. Hogarth, Hogarth. Oh, hey, Sporto, here you go. I've got something for you. Oh, your BB gun. Hey, at least it was a BB gun and not like a penis. Sorry, I can't not. I don't know, think ominous thoughts. Like, man, 50s people, for paranoid people, they were pretty trusting. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you you want Hogarth to go show this weird guy around that you're, we're letting live in our house for the extra income? Okay. Oh, that that's just Maine oh. in general. I think mm-hmm. Maine still is that way, you know? Like, I don't know. Not yeah. familiar. I mean, there was... Um, I just remember yeah. we went to a candy store one time. Yeah. That you really wanted to go to. Oh, yeah, that was a very quick trip, but, I mean, there's a few... If you spend a few days up there and you meet some of the locals, it's just very different. You know, I stayed there. We stayed at a hotel nearby, uh, Coachman Inn, and, um, you know, they're, you know the, the front desk people were like, shoot, you never been here. We could show you around. Why don't you get in my car? I'll take you to a nice place. Yeah, but who sends a kid off with a guy? Yeah. 1957. Yeah, you know, it's still very, very different time. But uh, it just... Then again, if he had a government badge, he probably wasn't going to molest anybody. Yeah, probably. yeah. 
So, at this point here, getting to one of your favorite scenes, I know you always imitated this here. Hogarth tries to evade Ken, moves the giant around where they even hide in a a future burger or a space burger. Oh, the sign. Sign, and, you know, they they, uh, leads him back to a junkyard, which Dean McCoppin owns. Oh, he was McCoppin? Yeah. I thought he was just, I don't know, an employee or something. Yeah. Uh, they here, they reluctantly agree to get him in here. But Dean was here, the guy with the squirrel. Yeah. Dean is the beatnik, which uh, Brad Bird actually said that this guy really should be a part of the, um, you know, the post-World War Two era, you know, where he's just old enough that he experienced it and he lived through it. He's probably too young to be drafted, but... He's just out of there that he might have escaped North Korea or might have escaped going from Korea. Mm. Going to Korea made it just got out of that. And I had a very passive sort of attitude, but a very much a, um, what do they say? It was a beatneck generation artist. Uh, I lost the other part, but uh, it was really Am awesome. Am I an artist who, makes, who sells junk or a junk man who makes art? Yeah. See, that's his problem. Everyone yeah. wants to buy his or steal his scrap, but yeah. no one wants. Once he turns it into art, no one cares. Right. Oh god, yeah. you can't relate to that. <laughs> True. Yeah. Just, Couldn't just the hurt. whole. Oh, if you care about it, then you can't make money. But if you just shit something out, you don't care about. Then everyone wants that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least be... that's a fear. <laughs> But um, at this point, though, that's where, you know, Hogarth and Dean kind of get to know each other. What do you want, kid? Milk? Yeah. Or, uh, milk? I'll have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm hip, yeah. Okay, right I here. feel like that expression was a little bit forced as far as his eye... I mean, my God, could his eyebrows get any closer together? Oh, come to on, that was funny. It was, but... That was <laughs> funny, but that that's a little boy look. You know, you're like, they're trying, he... Seriously? No, no but not, he... Not him, Dean's expression, like, the... Are you seriously, kid? Yeah, oh, okay, okay. But, like, I think there, that, that just shows me, it goes back to my story. The kid can't lie. He cannot lie. And, like, if you live in a little tiny town, y'all know each other? Like, okay, yeah, you're Annie, the waitress at the diner, you're Annie's boy. Well, he just yeah. said squirrel boy. yeah. You know, or, well, yeah, but it's still, but people would see that. It just, I don't know, I, I, there's the point there that he, he drinks the coffee and then he starts doing that. espresso, this. it's like coffeezilla. Yeah. <laughs> if I nearly do, they want me to hear, you know, if they just do that, just did the homework, you did the homework, fine. If everybody just did the stupid homework, then they could get, uh, moved up a grade and beat up too. Can I have some more of this? Yeah, yeah that, that's that's his little bit of backstory, I guess. Uh, he gets picked on because he's yeah. the shrimp who does the stupid homework. <laughs> and nobody else wants to do the stupid homework. Um, what I do get, though, is when you have the captions on, you got an entire giant wide screen to put those captions on. So why are they crammed in the middle to the point where they take words and sentences out sometimes? Mm, yeah, Because they, like, true. truncated that, that little spiel there. And I'm like, you could have just stretched it out more yeah that that would be even kind of cramped on a what a three a three by four ratio old time you know tv Mm. before wide i don't know they call that standard but it's not standard anymore yeah true standard death for 1999 no well it was a movie to begin with but yeah whatever Mm. um i forgot where i was going with that Oh, 
Well, it's at this point, you know, um... Oh, he's trying to keep Dean from seeing the giant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, eventually, yeah, eventually they see it, you know, okay, he could stay overnight. Dean isn't even immune to, you know, even though he's himself has suffered from, I don't know, preconceptions, like, oh, yeah, you're, when he tries to defend the ship captain, they're like, I rest my case as far as, you know, what the ship captain happened, really happened to the ship captain, which they conjectured was beer or whiskey. Right, yeah. So, they they don't respect Dean, I guess. He can't sell his art, and, um... But he's also, like all the others, is, you know, preconception, so he goes out with a crowbar, like, did you hear that? And then yeah. he, he thinks the giant is gonna hurt Hogarth, and the giant thinks Dean is gonna hurt Hogarth. So, yeah. Uh, the giant just grabs Dean, and then Hogarth's like, don't squash him, don't squash him. Yeah. We like Dean. Yeah. <laughs> and his hand's just shaking. Uh, oh, the giant God. needs a place to stay. And then yeah. he just kind of stares, gets up, pours the, the coffee out on the ground, and walks away. And it says, 37 minutes later, come on, <laughs> go away. That's, that's good. Yeah, I I really like that. You just see the little boy in there, you know. Mm. That that's just one of those really really cool things. And you know the um, Hogarth, um, he doesn't really know the town yet, but you know there nobody really sees him. But the idea is the giants around, and it's a little bit of town folklore at this point. Uh, the, there's a beautiful scene where they see a deer. And you know they they touch you know the 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 is deers this, like I very trusting but this is after the whole they play at the lake and the whole yeah oh this is in in Kent Mansley with the um yeah did he find the camera yet he's about to oh okay yeah and Hogarth yeah. thinks Dean might be in trouble because Dean calls and is all like what am I gonna do about this giant but yeah. Hogarth's trying to shake. Uh, because, see, at the beginning, we find out they have a room for rent to yeah. earn extra income. And so Mansley's all, like, he's all up in there now, following him around, calling him various nicknames, like Sport, Champ, yeah. Tiger. Hey, killer. Where hey, are you sport. going? Hey, Where are you going? Hey, Where are you going? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, do you want to see that, right? <laughs> Just trying to get information. And Ogar's like, I don't know anything. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, that's not. he's not going to be able to pull that off for long. And... And then he gets mad because he goes to the the junkyard and finds out Dean was getting the giant to make art for him. <laughs> it's a little beyond. <laughs> it's a what do you say? It's a little uh, uncouth or. It's a little undignified for yeah. a giant robot. What so would you have him do? So he puts him, picks him up in a junk car and spins him around real fast while he has a helmet. <laughs> We're landing! We're landing! And then they go swim at the lake, but um, we forgot to mention Superman. Oh, uh, all right. That, that'll uh, be important. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> um, before, before this, at night... After they get um, the giant's hand out of the bathroom by Hogarth pretending he had to take a serious dump, (laughs) you know, and then pushing the hand out the window so Kent Mansley wouldn't see it, Um, he brings the giant some comics in in the shed, and wow, that must have been a big-ass shed, but Mm. um, uh, yeah, he introduces him to, he compares him to Superman, you know, He, he landed on Earth too, didn't know what he was doing, and but you know blah 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 superman's a good guy and then he sees the 
the comic with the evil robot. Oh, that's a Tomo. He's a bad guy. He's nothing like you. You're like Superman. You're a good guy. So the the giant, um, you know, kind of empathizes with Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. That'll be important later. Yeah, it really, really, it oh. certainly would be. Uh, so meanwhile, Ken, uh, Ken Mansley's still working on uh, trying to get proof of the giant's existence so he could send the army down there. Because the army don't, won't just accept... Um, You've got a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's Frazier's dad. Yeah, John Mahoney, who was a fabulous freaking actor. Who just really who died last year? Oh, jeez. Yeah, the uh, well, he was not in twenty sixteen. No, like uh, he when was all the celebrities little, were just... he was in his late eighties and had massive cancer and really you're like everybody says he was like genuinely like the nicest guy in the world and he like he supported charities and oh, nice. purposely you know told them do not put my name on this because I just want you to you know you do your thing but I don't want all the credit for it. You know, just a genuinely cool dude. Yeah, he's a really, really good actor. You really should look him up. I mean, he's more than just the dad on Frasier. But he did several roles for almost 50 years. He, he does yeah. have the look of an army guy character. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I mean, yeah. how much did the drawing, the character design kind of resemble him? Or did he just fit? Not a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did, I think the nose was different a little it bit. He right. had crazy teeth, but yeah, it fit. It fit well. Uh, um, okay, yeah. so. Oh, now we're back at the deer because yeah. they're coming back from the lake. All right, so uh, basically, just to, I think we're going to keep on time here, but the, um, you know, there's a deer that gets shot, and then they do this with, you know, it's wrong to kill people. Um, guns kill. You don't have to kill. And then, you know. Well, they, they don't know he's a gun yet. Yeah, it's, I'm no, you know, you, you know, not bad, you know, and the guns don't do that. And I first thought, you know, like. A little first, on the nose. Yeah, well, we see later, but, you know. Oh, well, yeah, he points to the gun and the deer yeah. and says, guns kill. Yeah, so. He I mean, shot it with that yeah. gun. Yeah, but I think, you know, I was thinking, I remember the first time I saw this, like, oh, maybe he's just, he learned this, you know, guns kill. It goes back to him having the BB gun. Maybe he learned to be defensive. Mm. Um, but, you know, the... Kent Mansley is getting people in there, and General Shannon Rogard, uh, rage that you know they bring them all in there, and he finally like, okay, good, you got the picture, you got that accidental selfie, fine, okay, we'll bring them all in there, and you know the finally the the um, well, let me back up a little bit. Um, Annie Annie Hughes is over uh, the Hogarth's mom is late at the diner, so it's just uh, Mansley and uh, Hogarth for dinner, so he interrogates them. In the like, Where the hell's the giant? And it's, you know, the giant FBI light and, you know, all that other stuff. He, and I think he that... Threatens, yeah. um, he threatens... Yeah. They can make the... Yeah. They could do anything if it's in the government's best interest. Yeah, and this is where I hated him. I including make yeah. it so difficult for his mom to take care of him, it would be irresponsible to leave you in her care. Yeah. So that's that breaks Hogarth. He's yeah, and yeah, he's like, oh no, he's over at the junkyard. You know, fine, but then and he you know, chloroforms him. Yeah, that, that creeped yeah. me out and the first time I saw it. It, it was, was like, the swinging of the light and everything. I'm like, okay, this is where I hate this guy. 
you know, and I know there's several reasons for right there. I'm like, oh, you fucking asshole. Literally, <laughs> like, I got you. I, you know, we'll, we'll kill you if we see you on the street. <laughs> uh, I'm really here. So they bring the army in. They take him there. And this is so funny. Hey, you know, you want to see the metal giant? Okay, great. No problem. I thought I was getting attacked. You know, some guy was this Dean talking. You know, I wanted to go ahead. Some guy wanted it for his lobby. He whipped out his checkbook right away. But, hey, if you want to offer a competitive offer, here you go. But, but let me get... Why should I just get, you know, give him up right after I give birth to this? Hey, right, man, let me have time to cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> and so they he basically slapped a bunch of stuff up on the giant to make him look like a sculpture. <laughs> and so, oh, Mansley, he gets his ass chewed out. <laughs> Step outside, Mansley. Yeah. Step outside, Mansley. Oh, uh, uh, and yeah, he's... You're, you're going to be busted down the chief of toilets when I'm done with you. Subway toilets. Yeah, ooh. Lord. Ah, uh, so they start going home, but yeah. um, but I don't know. I noticed the environment, like the clouds coming out. Yeah. And the Hogarth is trying to play with the giant and wants him to play Atomo, but but yeah. the giant. No, I am no, Superman, and he puts a big S from yeah. a seafood sign on his chest because yeah. he wants to be the hero. But then when Hogarth points a toy gun at him, his eyes get all pinpointy and turn red and. Big energy blast, right? And nearly kills Hogarth. Yeah. And so Dean sees this and is all like, "You're you're a gun that walks, and you almost did that to Hogarth." And, yeah. and Giant's all like, "I'm no gun." He didn't know what happened because I don't know. I guess his programming. Was, yeah. He's he's got amnesia, robot amnesia. Yeah. So, but then they learn that. You know, he's acting in self-defense. He's reacting to the gun. So, you know, Hogarth yeah. runs off to try to get him. Dean's like, oh, shit, I'm done with this. But then Dean gets his love. He's like, hey, you know what? This is defensive. Yeah, we're going to help you. He didn't mean to. Yeah, and I, I think that's a really touching point. You yeah, know? he gets like, out okay, his groovy motorcycle. Yeah, and it shows that he's human. You know, it shows that, that he's, he's really, sane. Yeah. That he yeah. understands context. Yeah, very much like an Arthur Fonzarelli type character at that point. But less cheesy, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm with you, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, then they go to find the giant, and then, but the giant ends up saving some, you know, walking away in the snow. A storm is starting, I think. And then, oh, yeah. there's two kids on the yeah. rooftop trying to get a good view of the giant they heard about and but then they they go over the edge and they're hanging by the strap and so the giant comes you know this this is the well you know at first you had his bad instinct which was the whole defensive reaction but now here's his heroic instinct to you know dive in and save the kids just as they fall but oh my god that must have hurt their asses to fall mm. into a metal hand fall. <laughs> so the town is just staring at them and they seem to like they're like oh you saved oh, them all right yeah who okay, are you cool. wow and i just thought of something too that this was a really good animation bit because not only you know it's a good change when it starts snowing it's a good signification of you know an act change mm. at that point but also with all the events Realism. yeah with all the events that go on when it snows you know you don't have clear vision yeah so if everybody like just static yeah oh my god yeah you're right also, it was yeah. October. I saw yeah. a calendar in the background. Yeah, but if it starts, which is not uncommon for Maine anyway, for it to start snowing, but if it's in that time, but 
you know, all of a sudden it just starts snowing. They don't have clear vision. And if they just saw through all the bullcrap and just talked, none of that crap would have happened. But it's Mansley fucking up. Like, yeah. he, he wants to prove himself yeah, right so bad. he's doing it bad. through paranoia, through, you know, he just wants, like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm the reason he, why I'm here. The, yeah. the army is, you know, he yeah. wants his vindication. The yeah. army's going away, and then yeah. he's like, look, look behind. It's attacking the town. And, yeah. And then he starts straight up lying because he says that, uh, yeah. Dean said that yeah. the giant killed the no, kid. No, he's got the kid. Okay, he killed the kid. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, they start shooting at him, and, but yeah. the giant's trying his best not to, yeah. you know, uh, go all laser eyes on him, which I, I remember, yeah, hey, he, no, no, hey, Superman no. had laser eyes, too. Yeah. He did, he did, which always I thought was like a really useless power. Mm. You know, like it was really about good. about ventriloquism? Yeah, but he was, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was bulletproof. Too much powers. Yeah, he was bulletproof. He had X-ray vision. He had super strength. He has laser vision. Ah, ice breath. Yeah, and the ice breath too. It's like the Adventures of Lois and Clark with like Dean Kane with Superman. So he doesn't need yeah. a, you know, remember the breath spray that was minty? Yeah. He true. doesn't need any Altoids. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like laser eye vision. I don't know. It's just such a useless thing with all that. I don't you know, could melt done. through a metal wall. Yeah. True. To get into a vault. Yeah. I don't know. It just. But my point is, he uses yeah. it for good, even though it's yeah. dangerous. I guess yeah. you could say that about guns. They can be tools, they, but they could also be horrible killing True. machines, too. True. So, then when they get there, the army uh, the army starts attacking him. He evades it a little bit. And then he ends There's, up falling off a cliff with Hogarth yeah. and discovering he has booster feet. Yeah. You can fly! You can fly! Okay. <sighs> I guess, you know, people might be like... Oh, they pulled that out of their ass, but I I find it fine anyway. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it was in the original trailer too. True. So I mean that that was good. I'm like, oh okay, you know, like he's learning about his powers, but the powers like the abilities unfold naturally. Mm. Like okay, he has laser vision. He didn't know that. Like maybe he has strength. He could pull. He could pull himself together. He didn't know that. So this is just an easy. It's acceptable. And I I suppose if yeah. he if anyone's concerned about his. Whether he can control him, his in, or whether his instincts are good or bad, as far as you yeah. know, like the laser vision, bad. But yeah. this is like a good instinct because it saves people. Right. The flying and then, thing. Then we see where it all changes, though, is when he gets shot down, and you know he gets knocked out. Holgarth gets knocked out. It's a really good, um, you know, callback to the dead deer. You know, like he's poking. Yeah, as Hogarth tells him, "Don't poke the deer. Don't do that." It's dead. Don't you know? Understand. So he's doing the same thing. He's like, "Oh shoot!" And then he gets fucking angry. You know, the dent undoes itself. And, and then that's where he's like, okay, you made me kill this kid. You have you, guns. You killed him. I'm going to kill you. You have guns. No. Gun bad. No. Done. We're done. And, you know. You want me to be a gun? Fine. Yeah. And he's like, quickly, quickly escalates. Which also, I think, is like, you know, good symbolism to like when you can go defense and offense. Mm. You know, like, okay, now I'm going on the offensive because it's like when, you know, we're... I didn't want to say this, but, like, you know, like, symbolism of, like, when uh, Pearl Harbor happened mm. and 9-11, mm. 
the similarities. Like, no, we, we don't really want war. Nobody really wanted war. And, you know, you and I had very much hippie tendencies. Don't, we, don't fuck with Snorlax. We, we just want to chill, <laughs> but we will smash your ass. Yeah. We didn't want war. We didn't want to do this. You know, we didn't want that. But when someone, you know, like when our country got attacked on U.S. soil, we were ready to go. You have woken a sleeping giant. Yeah, boom, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, literally woke the sleeping giant, so it's really cool. I'm sorry for that laugh pop, everybody, but... But I I kind of saw it maybe either um, he'll have to override that programming or perhaps it's uh, you wanted a monster, I'll show you a fucking monster. Is that what you thought when you first saw this? Do you remember? I can't remember. That was, I don't even know how many long ago. It's been over 20 years. Yeah. So you probably saw it in the Harbor Mall, huh? Probably. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I, I just remember I went to the bathroom during the, the hunter, the deer scene. Oh. I was in the bathroom and then I came back. All right. So, you know, they get this. The army's back and everybody's in but, position, oh, obviously. Kent, yeah. Kent has a big, his big fat hero plan about how they can lure the giant away and there's a ship off the shore with like a missile. And then they can hit it with a missile and... Yeah. Um, but then Dean comes and explains to the sergeant guy. He's like, no, he's got the kid. He's got the kid. And yeah. Wait, the kid's alive? The boy's alive? Wait, what? Well, yeah. I, I kind of find that weird. It's not like Kent specified what kid it was. Yeah. So, but whatever. Yeah. That's just nitpicking. Um, and then... Mm. Uh, I like how the sky is kind of red now. Um, but then yeah. there's a ship off the coast that can shoot the missile and they think and you know destroy it. So he, the 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 sergeant you know has the ship on call and is about to maybe give the order or not. But then Dean shows up and explains it's just a defensive thing. If you don't shoot him, then you, nobody will get hurt. But you know Kent Man's like it's got to be right. Yeah. So uh, he, they're arguing at him, and then finally Kent dra- grabs the walkie-talkie. He's like, "Launch the missile!" Yeah. Oh, where's the where's the giant Mansley? <laughs> right, right. Oh. Oh oh. Make sure he stays there like a good soldier. Yeah, the giant stops him from le- from fleeing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Screw our country! I want to live!" And he tries to get away in a jeep, but he's like, "No." Yeah. The giant's going to see that he dies. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, here we get to the point, man. That's why I just, I cry every time you see this. Oh, no. Uh, That's because everybody's waiting to die. And hope yeah. When the missile comes down, everybody dies. dies. I fix. The year, then it calls back to the first scene when they met. And is it here? Hogarth, no follow. I fix. I go, you stay. Yeah, and it's just wow, and then the giant. I just love you, giant. Shoots up in the it's air. Kind of weird, the giant. Nobody named the giant yet. Yeah, true. But but uh, I true, feel yeah. like it would be kind of. I like. I don't know. I think it fits maybe. Yeah, because then it weird. would get way too close. Because then it would be like, oh, you know, obviously in a few minutes we see something very close, but it would be, oh, that's Hogarth's giant. Then you know, I think the town would be very detached. You know, it's just like, hey, you know, that giant is kind of mysterious. Still. Yeah, it's still there. There's enough of a lure, you know, in a lure way that. Oh, yeah, you assume that almost the whole town's out there. I think it's when Hogarth tries to get the giant to stop his rampage. That's when 
they're distracted enough for Mansley to grab the walkie-talkie and give the order. Right. Because Hogarth is like, you don't have to be a gun. You choose who you yeah. want to be. You choose. And then Hogarth, he flinches because he's, he's got a cannon, a laser cannon pointed right at him. And yeah. it's like the same size as him. And he's like, but then the giant chooses Hogarth, basically. And, and yeah. You know, all the War of the Worlds accoutrements kind of go back in, and he's all yeah. like, what? Uh, what? Oh. Yeah. But yeah, that launched the missile. Yeah. So, the giant launches into the atmosphere, gets head on with the missile, and he's in here, I, and it calls you back are to... You want to be... Superman. And then it's a big, Jesus-y-looking star in the sky. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. just staring, like... God, dumbfounded. And then like, there's a cheer, but of course Hogarth is sad because his yeah. friend is gone. Yeah, and it's just, wow. But yeah. uh, but he's remembered as a statue that Dean made. Yeah. And I guess him and, him and Hogarth's mom are dating, and even Hogarth's life is getting better because <laughs> but there's still, he's there's, got friends. There's a really funny line at that point, you know, where... Your best yet, honey. Your best yet. You, you really think it's my best one? Well, uh, what was that bun thing? Next to the... Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's implied that they must be ha- having some relationship because, you know, called her honey. And yeah. Oh, so nice. That's nice. Well, and and then Hogarth's kind of roughhousing around with his classmates. So yeah. And maybe everybody learned to be more accepting of each other. Yeah, well, also, you know, he's a little shrimpy kid, but I've seen this a lot in, you know, a lot of shows, and I can kind of relate to this, <laughs> um, where, you know, like, I, there was a couple of times I remember in school where... I moved around a lot, and, you know, there was, uh, I think, some time in junior high where, you know, there was like, oh, there's this, you know, I was seen as a really weak kid, but then I got into a fight with somebody who was a little bit bigger than me, and I just decked him mm. completely, and they're like, whoa, holy crap, he can take care of himself. And the year that everybody just kind of chilled. They and misjudged was, you. Yeah, I was like, wow, okay. You know, and then it's like, hey, you want to come play basketball with us? You know, okay, cool. Um, you so play violence solves problems. Got yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like, okay, he, he had that moment where he showed he wasn't that much of a shrimp. He might be small, but he can't stand tall. I, get, I, uh, I thought it was more of a, maybe we were wrong to judge people. Because oh, yeah. the whole thing is about paranoia and making judgments without knowing, yeah. like all the kids being like, "That's true." Oh, yeah. it's this 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 foreign scary thing. We should blow it to smithereens. Yeah, yeah, and they all kind of said that all the way up to the general too. You know, like you know, our country's being invaded. We got to get it. You know, or uh, but I think you know it's a really cool moment at the end. You know, the he. Uh, Hogarth gets uh, General Rogard sends him the lad, the only th- part that's been recovered, which it's was the screw. the bolt from his jaw, and he has it on a box on the side of his bed. But the bolt is tapping on the window, and a callback to the fact that the giant can repair himself. And, and he lets you know, it out the window, and it yeah. rolls away, beeping. And, and see you later. And then we see it in a big snowy glacier somewhere in the- in Langjokill Glacier, Iceland. Yeah, that's that, that's a lot of letters in there. I don't. And a couple of things. I'm not sure what they are. <laughs> uh. But yeah, he's. They're all assembling, and, and he's in the snow, and he smiles. The end. Yeah. I gotta say, um, I I like the ending. Although, do you would could somebody 
I mean, you a lot of sometimes mm. people might consider that kind of ending kind of cheap, but I didn't mind. Cause no, I didn't mind at all. No. I'm I'm also glad there wasn't a sequel because a sequel would not have there wouldn't be any. That's just actually what I was gonna what I was gonna ask you. Like, what would happen? What do you think would happen if you had a sequel? But I actually agree with you. Do you think that he's not dead after all? Rob's did his final gestures of power. No, I don't either. But because I think the story isn't about sacrifice. If the story was about sacrifice, then it probably. Yeah. But it's not. It's about um, being who you want to be or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, um, I think for what it is, I think it's a very, very, very well put together movie. And I mean, it doesn't need it. I think 20 years from now, somebody will probably have it on paper and say, let's do Iron Giant 2. No. And, yeah, at that point, I'll be like, no, we really don't need to do that. This but is it coming be... from people who didn't mind the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was really well done. I saw that in the theater many times. Yeah, I liked it yeah. too. So, yeah. so uh. it, considering we liked that, and most people bitched about that, like mm. how dare you remake that? Um, the fact that we're like, don't re don't make another one is kind of telling. Yeah, yeah. I think it just it said it's enough. You know, it told its story. Boom. You know, leave it alone. And I think end to end, I think it was a perfect flick. I think it was beautiful. I, I loved every minute of it, and I, I want to see it again. I will, I will see you it have. again in any shot. Yeah, I will see it at any time. I, this is something I don't get tired of, mm. ever. I used um, to put it on if I, got, like, if I woke up and felt kind of sick. Yeah. And I'd be like, that or PBS. Like, yeah. And I'd be like, ah, this is relaxing. It's, I can yeah. fall asleep because I've watched this movie so many times, it's comforting. Yeah, it's a really well-done flick. And, I mean, it makes me want to take a trip to Maine again. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm not saying it would put you to sleep. It's just I yeah. saw it a lot because I liked it, so I found yeah. it familiar. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really well-done thing all the time. And everybody there was perfect. So, easy segue here. Fantasy casting. Just leave it alone. I'm going to tamper with it a little bit. How dare you? No, 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 no. Just hear me out, hear me out. Because you're dealing with something we're dealing... We haven't done Would a lot the of... aliens come back? Did they send him to Earth on purpose to kill everybody? Like, no. what is this? Um, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get into that. But I just, like... Just thinking out loud for a little bit about, like... Because we haven't done very many animated flicks. Oh, yeah. That's, a lot. That's because we would probably be obligated to review what, like historical shit like snow white and uh true. boring sorry yeah no no true but just just for voice actors alone mm-hmm. your butt let's <laughs> say if some of the cast of futurama huh bender as the giant oh my God. billy west as hogarth <laughs> katie seagal as his mom yeah Changing it a little bit, too, as well. It's something that I didn't even know until I looked it up tonight. Jonathan Taylor Thomas would do very, very well as Hogarth. What's he got to do with it? What did you look up that you didn't know? Well, I didn't. I thought he was the voice of it oh. for a while. Um, but actually, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, it was uh, Eli Marenthal. 
He did, uh, he basically, American actor. Did he do anything else? Did not do much more than this. He did, um, uh, he did the, his most noticeable, notable role besides this is Matt Stifler of the American Pie movies, uh, who played Stifler's little brother. And he also was the voice of uh, Tim Drake in Batman: The Mysteries of uh, the Mystery of Batwoman. Uh, I haven't uh, heard of that. Was that yeah. like one of the animated? Yeah, two thousand three, and pretty much after that, he quit. Uh, he did one more thing, and then he quit acting altogether. Hmm. Um, but he uh, he did a cameo. Did appearance. he quit to become a gun? <laughs> he did a little bit in Batman Beyond and he did a few episodes of Touched by an Angel. But beyond that, I mean he really didn't do much and he quit acting altogether from there. Huh. Um so I mean I really thought it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas who played the voice of Simba the Lion King. And yeah. I don't think that that would be any different because it's just you hear like you know, where you're Jonathan Taylor Thomas say, Hey Uncle Scar you know, really, they're like, "Hey, come on, don't do that!" Like it would be the similar voice. I'd... I don't. Know, I feel like Simba would be younger, though. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was nine years old, and yeah, at that time, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a lot older, so he's almost our age. Mm-hmm. So he probably would have done something, but I think it would have worked. But I just, I think Katie Segal would have done a very good alternative to Jennifer Aniston. Uh, that would have worked really, really well. I've played Layla and, of course, Peg Bundy and Married with Children. <laughs> um, beyond that, I mean, I really wouldn't do too much. The only other... Well, actually, the only other one I had was Robert Downey Jr. would play... Uh, <laughs> would be a really good voice to play Dean. And mm. also, whoever the hell that actor is who plays Dean Winchester in Supernatural. Just because Dean and Dean? Yeah, just he has a really fun voice to oh, it. Okay. I think it would really work. It just, you know, here, like, you know, I gotta say, kid, what do you need? You know, want milk? What, milk or something? Milk, what? You know, if Harley's listening to this episode, I know she fell on the floor. Hey, maybe Castiel right can be the giant. <laughs> why is, the, why is the, the pizza man handling her so roughly? <laughs> Mr. Ruffley, why does he love her? <laughs> uh, no. Now picture giant metal Castiel. <laughs> he just he just wants love. I don't know. Oh uh, God, yeah, that could work. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. I just really say final thoughts to this. Go check this out yourself. Even though we just walked through the whole thing, gave our own opinions, but really, you, I got a question. Yeah, do you think? Um, Anything different in these times with all the talk about gun violence and shit? Because, mm. well, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that. I, I just wondered what you thought. But then again, this did happen after that whole Columbine thing. Like, what do I think about the gun violence stuff? No, or? no, I mean, do you think that has any effect on how the movie is viewed? Or do you think the movie adds anything to... I think it's very neutral. Yeah. You know, like, it's very neutral to it, but it's, I mean, like, despite the whole guns kill, it's bad to kill. Yeah. But Hogarth himself had a BB gun, and yeah. the giant was acting defensively. Right, and I mean, most people I Until know... Until the dent popped out. Right, most people I know who are gun owners, I mean, really, they have the guns for defense purposes. Um, that I can 
I can understand. So I think they can they can relate to that. But it's if you had this in any other period in time, um, like it said October nineteen fifty seven. If you said it today, you'd have a very different message. Yeah. I wouldn't change a fucking thing in this. Mm. At all, like it's just it's so it's such a perfect flick. Like I could see, I could see myself sitting with my goddaughter Emily watching this. She's five, and you know she would be fine, and she would really love it. And I could see us sitting with my ninety-two-year-old grandmother, and she would absolutely <laughs> love this too. Yeah, like, I feel it's like very universal. Despite all the talk about guns and shit going on lately, I mm. feel like. This movie is kind of, you know, just timeless, and I, yeah. it's no more relevant now than it was when it first came out, I don't think. Yeah. E- even if it, I agree. the subject of guns and, and shit is talked about more, because mm. if it, it ain't guns, then it's a war, or who are you, what do, you, do people want you to be like, I, I think it's just... Right. It's kind of, you know... Yeah. It's consistently meaningful. Right, yeah. Maybe because it's set in the past. Yeah. A past that I never saw because, you know, yeah, too long well, ago. it's kind of like, you know, in a similar thought to MASH, you know? Uh, there was yeah. a guy, there was a cartoon guy in in the in the very brief scene that looked so much like Colonel Potter. <laughs> yeah, when, sure. when they when walked to the president's office in yeah, the White yeah. House, yeah. Yeah, and then the Oval so Office. have a problem. Yeah, there are a problem, sir. But the... Um, I think like MASH alone, like if MASH was set in World War Two, it'd be completely different. It's set in Korea. I would be in interested in seeing what they would do if they would n- not a remake to replace MASH, but just I'm curious is what they would do. I don't know if they ever made something like again, but I don't, I don't know, know if you could. Maybe uh, not, maybe not in that time. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Obviously, right. it wouldn't be the same, but maybe it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it's a... Um, I, I think it is what it is. I think it's a beautiful movie. Mm. Great pick. Yay, Great high pick. five. Yeah, high five. Do you All need right. the social media? Yeah, um, so our social media, you check us out on movietheatertimemachine at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us there, of course, if you want to be a guest. Certainly email us there if you want to. You can also hit us up uh, and like us on Facebook by looking us up that way. We got a Twitter. And a Twitter is MT Time Machine. Um, usually, that's pretty much the three ways you can get in touch with us. And if you on Zazzle, I got some movie theater time yeah. machine stuff, like oh. coffee cups yeah, drink things or keychains. And um, we also just want to do that, uh, just so we would be remiss not to mention as well. Um, Wish Bob luck. Yeah, to uh, Twitter, MTTM Bob. If, you, if you've listened for a while, he hasn't been on our show a lot lately. Because he's um, studying, getting yeah, all smarts. Yeah, he's really working hard, taking courses to go for a medical tech job. 
uh, that, you know, really is going to propel him forward and get some nice pay. So um, if you follow us on Twitter, go shoot him a nice note over there. We wish him well. We your Bob and your uh, studies. <laughs> yeah, wish him well there because certainly we wouldn't even, we sure shit, we wouldn't even be doing this if it wasn't for him. Because mm. he's done, a, he has played an integral part in a lot of our greatest episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, by far, so um, like that time we met Santa Claus. Yeah, true. And yeah. the Krampus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, both Ernest movies he did very, very <laughs> well in. I mean, there's so many others that he did great. Um, Bob, we want you back on the show as soon as you can. And actually, he wait, you're gonna will. do Big Lebowski, right? Yeah, Big Lebowski is our next episode uh, where we look at American cult classics. Uh, definitely a great movie that did not get a lot of love, and it's a Coen Brothers movie that is, um, I mean, God, synonymous with everything they do, uh, by far, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful flick. We're still working that out for Friday. Uh, we're gonna record on Friday, post it on Saturday, um, and then next week, uh, we have a couple lined up, so we have, um, I wish I had a guitar effect lined up here. Uh, if you listen for a while, uh, Dan and Jocelyn are going to come back on the show Yay. next week uh, to review Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Huh. Uh, which, that was a flop? Oh, yes. Now uh, they're making a third do, all these years later. That did not do well at first, but then it really picked up and could have been forgotten. And if it wasn't for Keanu Reeves' great career, I mean, he's been up and down, but him and... Uh, yeah, him and Alex Winter are back together again. Uh, God, I can't wait for that because it sounds like a perfect script, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, uh, let's see. So where are we here from? All right. Uh, yeah. Um, lastly, uh, with one quick thing with a good old friend of mine who um, I know is listening, uh, Harley. Uh, I want everybody to go check out uh, Hemp by Harley. Uh, we're going to post this on our social media very soon. We should and do that at the beginning of the show. Though. Oh, yeah, and I don't know, know, but, you know, it's eventually uh, she... Um, jewelry? Yeah, she does jewelry, hemp, and does all uh, made out of hemp and does these really cool jewels and does custom orders. Um, really well done. So we're going to do... Uh, does not have an Etsy shop oh, yet. Okay. Um, but we're going to be, uh, working with her next month, uh, a lot of things and she's going to be on a couple of, uh, episodes, I hope. Um, so let's see if our schedules work out with that. So that should be really fun. And, you know, by all means, if you like us, you know, definitely rate us very high on iTunes. Uh, share these episodes around um, because you know we just we definitely need a lot more downloads and you know we'll be back to um, doing our usual stuff because Max is working on the machine very soon so we <laughs> can start doing some more crazy stuff that we've slack. done for a We're while. Vacation. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. No. 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 That's fine. But really here. So uh, I guess that's really it. So yeah. Iron Giant. Check out this movie. Love it. Do whatever you do. All right, folks. We'll see you later. Be good. Take care of yourselves, but don't be too good. Da-da-da.